Hi everyone, I'm Dean Turple and this is Dean Turple's podcast. Today is July 8th, 2020. I hope everybody's doing well. Some challenges I know, but the feedback I'm getting is that everybody's doing fantastic in their courses and I'm very proud of you. I wanted to give you a little bit of an update because things change so rapidly in the nursing program. So late yesterday on the 7th of July, we found out that there's been an extension to the emergency order that waived the 50% simulation limitation for nursing programs. Meaning that until I believe it's September 7th of 2020, we can provide clinical experiences in with 100% of them being simulation. That being said, I want to explain that when I say 100% simulation, that doesn't mean that it's automatically going to be a remote off-campus simulation. Some of those simulations will likely be done in person for your labs. So, as you know, we already had a plan in place and we're following the college's plan to have any courses that can be delivered remotely be delivered remotely, which would be our theory courses. And remember the fact that we've discussed several times, I know you're tired of hearing it, that remote is different than online. So remote is just um, the instructor being in a different physical location from you during the actual class meeting. Online is a philosophy and a method of delivering classes that is asynchronous, meaning you're not there in the classroom, whether it's a face-to-face classroom or a virtual classroom, you're not there at the same time. Remote delivery is synchronous. You're there at the same time. You just are in a place that's remote to the instructor. The college is putting in some new electronics and we hope that that's going to help a little bit with some of the experiences in the remote classes. But getting back to the labs, there will likely be some on-campus small group requirements for your labs. Not in every single lab course, but in many of them. And the reason is because the classes are very different. When you are in, um, I'm trying to think, when you are in psych, the skills that you're learning are different than the skills that you're learning in process one and process two. In process one and process two, it's a lot of hands-on, really dexterous skills that you're practicing and learning. And those are challenging to teach and challenging to evaluate and challenging to practice and challenging to understand through remote delivery. So there's, there's, it's reasonable that some of those class meetings will be in person, provided in a safe environment where everybody is protected to the best of our ability. And then you have a class like Psych where 
The focus is not on hands-on skills as much as it is communication. And that definitely lends itself better to remote delivery of the content for the lab. So when I say that we will be providing clinical experiences in a 100% simulation, that doesn't necessarily mean online simulation or remote simulation. There could be some on-campus meetings. In fact, you should plan on some on-campus meetings. We've decided, and remember, today is July 8th and things change so rapidly. I mean, even a couple of weeks ago, we really thought we'd be in a different situation here in South Florida, right? So as of today, our plan is to keep for all of session two. So fall semester, fall term, session two. So your next course after this one that starts on August 21st, will be delivered remotely for the theory and remotely for, or in, in simulation for the lab, okay? Remotely for the theory and in simulation for the lab. That simulation may include some on-campus meetings, on-campus requirements. It's so hard to find the best way to say all that information, but I just wanted to share that with you because I know everybody's wondering and everybody wants answers. Okay, so as well, I think it was earlier this week and maybe a little bit last week, in some of the Talk with Dean Turple sessions, I had a couple people ask me some questions that honestly surprised me a little bit, but you know, I do understand that it's hard to know what other people are thinking. But you know, some students asked me, you know, what, what's going to happen if they get sick? What's going to happen if their kids get sick, if their family gets sick and they need to be there and they don't have A, time to study, or B, have to be quarantined and can't come to campus if there's an on-campus requirement or meeting. So, you know, the best answer I have for that is that I expect that everybody, that I will be, your faculty will be, and you will be reasonable. So I think reasonable is a good term, right? Because as many of you have already learned, that's the way we look at you know, errors that are made in, in nursing, and that's the way we look at malpractice. What would a reasonable person do in this situation? So it's, a, it's important for all of us to be reasonable. And we may not feel reasonable because it's a per situation personal to us, but we just need to talk it through. I'm going to give you an example of something that happened to me um, over the past couple of weeks. So I do teach online classes for a different university and I love it. I teach, been teaching online for a long time and <clears throat> I really enjoy it. And I hope that after our accreditation for the ASN program in October, I'm hoping that after that, maybe starting in January, I'll be able to teach some nursing courses in either the ASN or the RN to BSN program. Um, I, I enjoy teaching. I like it. I like the students. So my students in that university are mostly from Southern California. Not all of them. Some are, of them are from Miami, but most are from Southern California. And they're experiencing some of the same issues with COVID as are we. So I had one student who didn't turn in an assignment on time. So I contacted the student and 
A couple days later, actually, the student told me, oh, I've just been so stressed and everything's been so crazy and I wrote down the wrong due date and, you know, thanks for letting me know and I'll turn the assignment in. Well, there's a late policy, so I just told the student, okay, you have until this date and time to turn the paper in and then at that date and time, I'll grade it, taking into account the late policy. At the same time, I had another student who had not been in contact with me but had been in contact with uh, his or her advisor and the advisor got in contact with me and said hey this student just notified me that they're hospitalized with a positive COVID test and they're sick sick enough to be hospitalized and this student has some assignments to do and wants to know what will be the consequences for this and at the same time the advisor had the documentation that the student was actually in the hospital with um, pretty serious illness so of course my response was you know thank you of course I'll work with this student and the difference there is that one student was proactive one was a little bit reactive right as well one was reasonable and one was maybe not so reasonable so what I'm saying is that I hope everybody will just be reasonable. And what does reasonable mean? It means if you know ahead of time, you should be in contact with your instructor, with your professor. That doesn't mean that you're going into GIGU in August, so you start emailing them now with a list of what ifs, right? That's not reasonable. <laughs> What's reasonable is, oh my goodness, two of my kids just got tested for COVID and I'm very worried and they're getting sicker and I want to know what I can do to maybe make up some assignments or, or whatever, right? Proactive. The other thing is that we need to look at where the occurrence is in the, in the life cycle of the course, in the length of the course, meaning if something happens in the first two weeks and you're missing all of your class time and all of your assignments and haven't been able to do anything or show up, that's a very different situation than the two weeks at the end of the class where you've had all your assignments in on time, you've been doing really well, and all of a sudden something happens. You get sick. Um, somebody in your family gets sick. You can't make an on-campus meeting because you have to be quarantined. That's a completely different situation, right? So when I say be reasonable, I mean that we'll talk about it and we'll make the best decision for everybody concerned at that moment. I know a student said, well, I just wanted to know what the policy is. We don't have really good hard and fast policies that have to do with COVID, but we have hard and fast policies that have to do with student attendance, right? And there's a list in the policies in the college catalog of situations where we as a college need to work with you to allow you to make up assignments. So it's a very good idea to be you know, very informed <laughs> of what your college policies are. And if you haven't been able to locate those or haven't been able to locate college cat catalog, you go to Broward.edu and then a couple maybe lines down, there's a students tab or st the word students. You click on the word students and it takes you to a lot of the resources for students. Once you've chosen students now under academics, one of the first selections in the drop-down menu under academics is a college catalog. And there are five sections, they did divide it up, but it's a very good idea to be um, informed of what's in that catalog because those contain the policies for the college. As well, 
we have a nursing student handbook, right? Manual, I think we call it the nursing student manual. I don't know, I keep getting the name confused. You can find that on Broward.edu now too. It's been completely updated and we are going to make sure that everybody acknowledges that they checked it this fall when we come back in August, whether you're here or not right now in class. But if you want to preview that, if you want to look at it and see what it says, you should. <laughs> uh, you can find that in the nursing, the ASN section of the college website. So it's not like uh, intuitive, by the way. What you do is you go to Broward.edu and then you choose uh, under academics and programs, you choose the clip, the um, drop down, and then you click areas of study. Why am I saying click? You choose areas of study, and then you'll see health sciences as one of the drop downs. You'll choose health sciences, and then I don't know, halfway down the page, maybe a little bit more, two thirds, there's a sign that says answer the call, and underneath it, it says explore nursing. So once you choose explore nursing, you come to the nursing website. There's some very good information there and some things that you need to know. And you need to know those because this is your education and you should know about this. As well, I'd like for you to know them because we're having an accreditation visit in October and those accreditor, accreditation team members who will be visiting us, visiting us virtually might ask you some questions about how to find this. So on the main nursing page, it says Nursing Associate of Science in blue, and then there's some, um, there's some purple bars, which are great for those of you who are trying to get into nursing. There's good information there. But then again, I would say almost halfway down, there's the ASN student manual. You click on that and it brings you to the nursing student manual. And like I said, we completely revised that. We went through it. Um, I hope against hope everything is correct in there because it's been gone through by way more people than um, I thought would need to and some people who are much more detailed than me. So good information there and I hope that you guys will look through that. You should be aware of what it says in the college catalog. You should be aware of what it says in the student manual. These are important. This is important information for you. So again, you know, our plan is to stick with simulation during session two. Fingers crossed, uh, toes, I don't know what else, prayers, um, you know, sacrifices, whatever we can give right now. I really am hoping that the hospitals will have calmed down and be reopened to us by October, by session four, because I really think that you need to get back to the hospital. I know you've reported some really great experiences in simulation, and I'm beyond proud of you and of the faculty the great job everybody's doing, but I think it's very important to get you back into the hospital and hands-on with patients too. Remember that during this time when we're remote, you can practice and you should practice just like you would in the hospital. So what's the best way to find out the information, to learn the information? Teach it to someone else. So teach it to your phone, teach it to the air, teach it to a teddy bear, teach it to your family members, Teach it to anybody everything that you're reading and learning, and that will help solidify it for you. It's been an exciting couple of weeks hearing more and more about our May graduates and how they pass their boards. So um, it's been there's been so much positive going on amidst all of this craziness. 
I'm very relieved that we got an extension from the Board of Nursing, or actually it's the the Surgeon General for the state because I was worried about that. So we've had some good news this week. It's been wonderful to see more nursing students around and I appreciate all the communication from all of you. I hope that you'll join me with um, in Talk with Dean Turple. There's, a, there's an explanation of that on my blog and the link to access it. It's not a formal gathering, it's informal. You can come in, you can ask me a question, you can leave, or you can come in and we'll do some studying together because I've done that um, at a couple sessions and that's super fun. If you have something specific you wanna go over, we can talk about that, I can try. Um, I can try to answer questions. Sometimes it's questions I can't answer, but I'll get the answer for you. I hope you're all having a great day. I can't believe that it's the 8th of July already. I hope you're having a good summer, staying cool, staying healthy. Um, we need you to stay healthy. We need you to stay well. Take care of yourselves.